Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Uriyidi. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we take a moment to acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to connect with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness in their individual journeys. Our hope is to encourage you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. You never know how far your dreams can and will take you if you don't allow yourself the simple opportunity to find out. It's going to be scary, daunting, exhausting, even frustrating at times. But dreams are also filled with wonder and excitement, which in turn lead to extraordinary memories and beautiful stories to tell. Having recently launched her first EP, Hear Me Out, and with her travels having taken her quite a few places from Singapore to Thailand, my next guest, Bella Forte, knows all too well that life and dreams will elevate you to the level of your hard work and commitment in the most amazing ways. With a discipline and incredible work ethic matched only by her resounding personality and talented voice, Bella is the kind of person by whom one might feel quite humbled. We had a lot of fun talking about her journey, from the seed being planted at the early age of five to not letting your fears stop you from greatness. This one was a special one. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 96 with Bella Forte. Here we go. How I came across uh, your wonderful profile, and as these things happen, was through Six Degrees of Separation. Um, because a mutual friend, uh, again, mm-hmm. I have to send out a very warm and thankful shout out to uh, Miss Coady Woodward awesome mm-hmm. photographer mm-hmm. and she was sharing a lot of uh of uh your your, your pictures um you know when she was at osm and everything and i saw so much of your pictures i'm like who is this person who is mm-hmm. this person? like who is bella and um it was so weird because uh she actually shared a video of you i believe uh you were doing just a basic you know spontaneous set like you know just singing in the bathroom of fitzroy I believe. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the best song and is so, it was so cool. And uh, the thing is, I was playing it out loud and my daughter, my, my, my little daughter heard it and she's like, Daddy, what are you listening? And I, I just let it play. And she just she was so focused on you. And yeah. she's like, you know, she just said two things. She's like, she's very pretty. And and I'm belle voix, Papa. and i told like you know definitely you know what we should actually tell that i think i posted like you know i just let a comment on your on uh, your so it was so sweet it was so sweet but you know ever since then you know i did i did you know start following you and everything Mm -hmm. and there's um there's a there's a wonderful joy coming from you know from your energy from your music and you know just your genuine smile and that's something that is like so infectious. And that's something that, you know, it's just, it's an energy. We talk a lot about energy. I like to talk about energy, how it just radiates around the yeah. people around us. And that's something I want to thank you for because, oh, you know, you. it's something that is so beautiful. And really, just starting off the conversation, what makes you smile? What makes you smile? <laughs> wow. I am, um, I love to laugh. This is one of my thing in life. Um, I think laugh, laughing got me through so many things. Um, but I think like everyday mundane stuff, you know, like today I was driving and, you know, there's a guy who just started like speeding next to me to cut me and then, you know, to actually um, pass on the, the, the green light. And <laughs> the guy, he, he started speeding. And then, you know, I'm not speeding because I know that, the, like, I saw the other light from the other corner that I was going to going to turn. Um, actually, uh, you know, it was going it was it was going on uh, the yellow, so it was going uh-huh. to turn red pretty soon. And next, you know, the guy just speed up and he had to stop. And I laughed so hard because the guy was so mad, you know. Oh wow! <laughs> but I mean, it was just a gesture in terms of like, you know, he he clearly just wanted to cut me off and just you know kind of speed and just end up having the light right but then you know how the universe made it happen <laughs> he just had to wait <laughs> but it was it was like i'm explaining that story is because sometimes we rush you know we are we are like in that freedom mind that oh my god you know i'm i'm a minute late or i have to rush and do this or i have to rush and do that or whatever and then you still have to 
kind of obey to, hey, the traffic light. You know what I mean? So I, I, I just laughed about this one because I could have been mad. You know, I could have been like, oh, you know, what what, what the bleep is he doing? I'm on the road, you know, just cutting me and, and everything. And I just said no, because at the end of the day, the light is probably going to turn it's, it's probably going to turn um, red. And that's exactly what happened. But I mean, I'm talking about that example, but like, I, I think in general, um, I wouldn't say that, like, I'm, I'm a very serious person too. That's, that's, uh, that's the particularity with me in terms of where, you know, I could have really like a sort of a, a very light and uh, funny and bubbly type of side. And I have that really, um, you know, a structured, um, disciplined and uh, uh, perfectionist side of me. So, I mean, in terms of laughing, I think it's just, it's just, it helps me. It helps me kind of sort of see things on a better perspective and just like enjoy life, you know, because we only have one, one to live. One life to live. I really enjoy the fact that you talk about that, you know, that fun little, let's call it adventure at the traffic light. So that's a great example, just, you know, just to, you know, just to color it. So if I'm understanding, you really believe, or has it, you know, have you gone into it? You really believe in respecting the process. There is, you know, because a lot of people, as you said, we like to rush things, or sometimes we feel insecure about the fact that, why is this taking so long? Am I really doing this? Like, why, why is it not happening? Why am I not seeing the results? And I'm wondering if you've ever had those, you know, those questionings, those moments of, you know, along your career or, you know, where you have to sit and you said and tell yourself, you know what, it's going to happen in due time. I need to be patient. What do you tell yourself to keep yourself motivated? Because a lot of people, as you said, are very impatient. Oh, wow. It is. It is. A, it's a life journey. You know what I mean? To cultivate cultivate patience is a is a really uh, important thing and i started cultiv- cultivating it maybe you know clearly 5 years ago 5 to 6 years ago um because yes you know i'm i'm i think yes i was uh, i was more impatient and sometimes Sometimes it comes back and I'm like, no, you know, you've done this and that and this. It's going to happen in due time. You know, the whole concept of, of being still is also part of it, you know, because when, once you place all your cards, it's not like magic. Sometimes time needs to actually operate for it to happen, you know. So I think um, I think in terms of, you know, keeping myself motivated is what helped me is being surrounded with really positive people and really truthful people. Um, What I mean positive is that like, for example, if ever something happened in my career, in my life, like we're not focusing on what happened. Okay. That's what happened, you know, cry it out or, you know, yell it out, but then, okay, what is the solution? Where are we coming? Where are we going from that? You know what I mean? So -hmm. that, I think that being, being surrounded by that kind of personality really is helping in terms of always sort of trying to see the better side of a situation rather than just drowning in it, you know? And um, I think that also in terms of, um, in terms in terms of like encouragement, it's also uh, being aware of my capacities and being aware of my talent and being aware of the message that I want people to actually get when I perform. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm, uh, oh yeah, when I when I when I'm in a performing state. So I think also that kind of helps me every time that I'm feeling kind of low. I'm like, no, you know, you 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 have to do it because you 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 have that energy and you have that power to just make things better for other people through music. So um, keep keep going. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> You've touched on so many things, so many things. I'm actually, you know, taking notes as you're talking about this because you talked about, you know, the fact, you know, in your personality, you know, bubbly and whimsy and everything. You also talk about discipline and yeah. in terms of, you know, being a singer and songwriter and someone who's so, you know, who's so talented. Talk about the balance between because a lot of people get it, get it mixed up. You know, talent and discipline have to work hand in hand. And I was wondering if you if you wanted to speak on that because a lot oh, of people wow. are confused. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, you I've done this Hear Me Out EP, which was, you know, for me, an epic dream, because uh, ever since I'm five years old, I said I have to be, um, you know, an artist that will eventually write music of my own. That was uh, that was one of my dream. And, you know, I was uh in order to achieve that dream, I needed the money <laughs> because I am not yet a signed artist. So I needed to fund my project. And um, 
I uh, I was working at uh, the OSM, and uh, and yeah, and I was in a position where I mean. I was there for three years. I could have left after after two years because I wanted to do my, my album. But I said to myself, I said, you know what? Let's be smart here. You've been in the job for two years. You know the job. Everything is fine. So um, if you take one year more and you focus more on your music, it's going to be in terms of like finances, it's going to be easier and you're you're not going to put yourself into like a, a, a debt situation or a stressful kind of economical situation. Right. So I said, OK, I'm going to go on and like keep keep working and uh, produce and uh, record and everything uh, regarding my EP. And um, it was it was very difficult in terms where, you know, you, you have to practice. You know, okay, yeah, you finish your nine to five, but okay, you get yourself, you, you give yourself two hours, and then you have to practice. You know, seven to nine or seven to ten, and uh, you know you have shows or you have interviews or you have I don't know you have um, you, you have to coordinate some booking, you have to write a press release, you have you, you, there's so many things you have to do when you're not managed or you don't have necessarily um, you know a booker or uh, you know a, a, a PR. Exactly. So you you have all those hats. And if and I am someone that is, yeah, very kind of, I guess, I'd say hard on myself in terms of like, I like professional stuff, you know, I don't like to do something just to do something just because I want to if I do it, I want to do it well. So that um, that add some sort of a uh, pressure or even just a sort of a methodology to make sure that you know it is well done and uh and the discipline in any in any type of work and especially artistic i find is very important because you don't have a boss that tells you hey practice you don't have someone that tells you hey you know you should book a show soon you don't have that so it's all about like what do you want for me for you and how do you want people to actually perceive you and how do you want to perceive yourself you know because i mean if i don't practice before a show even if i know the song i know that i'm not going to be satisfied because i know that last time i performed it it was nice but i could do it maybe a bit better or you know try to integrate this and this or, or this and that you know so that discipline that that um that um i guess wheel of always kind of bringing my 100% is very important and crucial in my career. And, and um, I think discipline really um, helped me do a lot of things in my life. So um, people have to understand that even those big stars that we see uh, on screen that are wonderful, they are extremely disciplined. You know, um, they have to write or they have to go to rehearsal, even if they're not feeling like it. You know what I mean? It's... Oh, uh, yeah. It's hard work. <laughs> it's hard work. It reminds me so much of um, I was uh, I was following this um, this short interview, uh, not really an interview. It was just um, a, 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 let's call it like you know an expose about the career of Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. And somebody was telling that you know just imagine and you, you just said that about the discipline and what I consider basically the repetitive notion of performing. And what the person was saying is like, just take Celine Dion, you know, they opened a brand new, you know, concert hall just for her in Vegas running. How long has the Dion tour be, been going on in Vegas? She has residency in Vegas. Imagine how many times she has to sing those same songs every single night. Any person with their right mind would be tired, but she still gives 100% every single night. Mm-hmm. And that has got to, and as you mentioned, the discipline, it just speaks about that. She probably knows the song. She's been singing those same songs for 20 years. But the discipline mm-hmm. is what keeps her going. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm sure it's the will to also perform well. Uh, you know, because you've mentioned something really nice, the repet- the repetition. Uh, repetition of mm-hmm. like, you know, always kind of singing the same songs and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, it does like, for me, I, I mean, when I was like in, um, when I was doing my overseas contract, you know, I six, I, I sing uh, six nights a week, you know, four sets a night. Wow. Of course, there'll be songs that I'll be, uh, you know, uh, repeating and a lot of them because it's like, you know, I don't have uh, 3000 songs in my repertoire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have 500, but still, <laughs> you, you, go, you go through that pretty much easily, you know, when you're when you're playing six nights a week for set, for four sets of 45 minutes. Uh, a, a night you know so um but i think 
me, what I felt is that, yes, sometimes I felt tired. I didn't want to go or, you know, I just wanted to chill in the hotel room. <laughs> but then the minute I was dressed up and then I was going and perform with the band and just seeing the people reacting, just seeing, you know, someone smiling or just someone nodding, you know, to the music just gave me so much energy. You know what I mean? And just it just all the sort of. Um, feeling of not really wanting to 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 be there that night just we're dying you know what I mean just just seeing the people and I think that that's that's what I guess you know as a performer if you really love to perform there's something that the stage gives you that no one can never give you you know it's the energy it's the contact with the people it's the feeling of just freedom that music gives you and once you kind of hit that vibe once you're on stage you just forget how many times you sang the song <laughs> oh, wow. i am telling you i am telling you that is beautiful you know you mentioned your dream uh starting at five years old and i was yeah. really curious about that and the only way i want to open up that question is it i just can't help but thinking about the movie i'm sorry i'm a very big movie buff but in sister act two yeah, Whoopi Goldberg was talking to Lauren Hill's character and was telling mm -hmm. her, like, if you can wake up every morning and you can do nothing else but think about singing first, then you're a singer. Was it that like for you? How 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 did you grow into basically, you know, following your dream? I'm curious that where would the dream started from? Oh, I love to say this story because this is a really uh, true and fond story. I was actually five years old and I was um, in uh, my mom's bedroom and uh, we were always watching the Grammys with all my sisters and brothers. It was uh, sort of a tradition. And um, and I'm, you know, right there and, you know, enjoying the performances. And eventually I see like a wonderful black woman, you know, slim, grand, and she started singing and her singing was like wow who is she and it was Whitney Houston and you know I had never seen a black woman on tv singing you know and I remember saying to my mom like wow you know is it possible like that 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 this woman is actually on tv I'm five years old <laughs> Whoa. And my mom is telling me like, for sure, look, you know, you're watching, you're watching the program. She is on TV. But you're still asking yourself really young at five years old. Is it possible? Can I do it? Wow. Yeah, exactly. Because I was really shocked because, you know, I've never seen a black woman on TV uh, like singer, you know. Uh, so and she she kind of hit me right there uh, with Houston and she had like a presence, a charisma, a, a, a she was just like an angel like when she was singing it's as if she was breathing it was just wonderful and then for like maybe two or three weeks I just kept singing I will always love you <laughs> with my five years old voice and my brothers and sisters wanted to kill me but it's okay <laughs> now they're all proud of me but um but yeah it kind of started like that she she gave me the little bug and eventually you know my mom saw that you know i i was really tenacious about you know trying to sing and uh learning songs and everything so by you know 12 12 13 years old she enrolled me into a singing class um uh yeah a lesson and uh eventually uh eventually i've decided to like form bands and and i didn't know you know i guess I wanted to study in music, mm -hmm. but I was also scared. You know, you mentioned the part of uh, being scared before uh, about, you know, how to actually make it as a, a you know, a successful um, sort of, you know, rate or startup mm -hmm. or whatnot. Um, and I've always loved communication. I've always loved talking. I, I, I just always, you know, loved being, um, I guess, in front of people. So I said that, you know, communication is going to be something interesting. And I've decided to study communication, but always kept my singing on, on sort of a, a passion side and, you know, continue doing shows and whatnot. So it's, it's actually how it kind of started and never let me kind of breathe without it. <laughs> so it's always about, see, it's such a powerful thing when we have to be reminded that you never know who's listening you never know who's watching whether you're on a stage at the grammys or you know anywhere you never know how you can impact someone exactly you know, whitney houston god rest her soul 
And, you know, she impacted you at five years old. And here you are, you know, with that same passion and just hearing you talk about it. I'm pretty sure you were you're seeing you're, you're seeing yourself just watching the TV with your family and seeing Whitney Houston sing. And oh, that's wow. Really I, where that I see, see it. it every I see it every time. Every time I tell the story, I see my little self. I am telling you. And that's why for me, it's so vivid. And uh, and I remember when she passed away. Oh, my God, I cried my life away. It was just like, wow. It was, uh, yeah, she really, uh, she was really a, a major, major inspiration. And any other mentors you've had along the way to, to help you up along your journey? You talked about, you know, about surrounding yourself with the right people. Yes. I mean, um, it's, it's, um, it's a process, you know, being surrounded by the right people. It's a process because um, it all depends of, you know, your, your, your character and how you perceive um, um I guess your career, you know, I'm someone that is really like, uh, I'm a go-getter. So I do a lot of things like to kind of get myself where I want to be. And it's good. It's amazing. But it's always, it's also sometimes a bit tiring, you know. And uh, I, 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 for many years in my career, I really try to do everything, you know, kind of by myself. Yourself, Being with way. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Being with people that were there to help, but then I didn't find that they were helping the way that I wanted. So I was just like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, eventually I was tired. I said to, and it's a true story. I said to God, I said, God, if you want me to keep performing and keep doing shows and everything, I need a solid team. Because um, especially I was, I was embarking in that uh, journey of uh, realizing and producing my own EP. And I was just like, I don't have all the tools to do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could I could come up with a show. I could, you know, I could write. I could do a lot of things, but like producing and and finding the right musicians for my for my uh, for my EP. And it's a dream. I need help. And, you know, um, he did deliver. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So, you know, I got I got really the help by amazing, talented um, arranger. His name is Joel Campbell. He worked with Janet Jackson and, uh, and Tina Turner. And um, I had to, and he found like some of the musicians on, on the EP. But then I had like sort of dream musicians in Montreal that I wanted to play with that were really good in soul. And I was just like you, you know, you said, am I risking kind of asking her for an interview? I don't know what she's going to say. And it was the same thing for me with those guys, you know, they, they're, you know, they've, they've been in the business longer than I do. They're older, you know, they, they've, they've worked with, you know, more sort of important artists or whatnot and I was just like who the hell am I being like hey <laughs> could, you please, could you please play on my EP I want your bass sound or I want your guitar sound or I want your drum sound you know I was just like oh my gosh how the hell but I said to myself you know what and that's something that my mom always told me she said I'll say it in French because I don't know the exact thing sure. but, risque rien à rien. so uh not as well. If you want to, you should, you should ask. Just go ahead. Take a chance. Take exactly. A chance. And I took the leap. I said, you know what? I'm going to email them and see what they're going to say. And they were just like, oh, my gosh, for sure. I've heard about you. Or, yes, oh, you're playing. You, you know, Joel is arranging your, your music. For sure, it's going to be amazing. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, it was, I was just blown away by sure. the positive feedback of all those people that have really sort of, uh, you know, admire, and admired for their uh, amazing uh, talent. So that's, that's how it uh, sort of, you know, the team was, uh, was formed. And then ever since, I feel that, you know, um, because I allowed myself not to be in control 100%, you know, I said, I, I let go of that. I said, you know what, I need to open up in order to find the right people for me. And that's what had that's what's been happening since. So I'm very happy. <laughs> Manifesting your own, you know, it's it's something that is so pure. And it's so touching just to hear you say that. Like, I struggled so hard with that what I heard. I struggled. I struggled. You know, just keep it. I want to do things my way. I know what I want. I have my vision. I'm structured. I know how I want this to go. I want that reality. But you do that for too long, for too much, and you realize you're going to burn yourself out as opposed to like 
there is no shame in asking for help. And lo and behold, you might be surprised that you can surround yourself with people who not only understand your vision, but execute it in a ways that even you could not imagine. That's like, that is uh -huh. so profound. That is really cool. Yes. So hear me out is definitely an achievement, as you mentioned. And I'm curious, um, first of all, obviously you're happy about it, but how long did that take? Because I have no idea what it takes like to put out an EP, but I'm just thinking from the time it came into your head to you know, finally being released, you know, what oh, was wow. it like? It's gotta it, be was, oh, it was, it was, it was, it uh... was, it was a life experience. That's how I, I, mean, I mean, I know I've grown and learned so much from, from this um, project mm -hmm. because basically I, I started maybe for real five years ago. I wrote a song uh, with a pianist. Um, his name is Gabriel and we we're working together. I mean, he's the one who really like sort of um, pushed me in the right way, you know, because I was just like, um, you know, I was still, you know, singing my covers and he's like, you know, eventually if you want to do more than, you know, bars and whatnot, you have to write. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, why don't you want to write? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't want people to know my stuff. That was my problem. You wow, know, okay. 100%. I'm someone very uh, reserved as much as you, you know. Um, you picked the wrong business. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny that she's saying that because I feel that it's, it's um sometimes it, it comes to me, it gets to me because I am, I'm, I'm someone who, you know, I'm very vocal about, you know, my, my career and my music and, you know, um, yes. everything that I do. But in terms of my own personal life, I am not really. And, okay. you know, some people are like, oh, but, you know, we don't know about, I don't know, uh, your your boyfriend or we don't know about, uh, you know, your personal, personal life. And I'm like, yeah. why okay. would you like to know? <laughs> I don't say that, but I'm like, you know, this is just this is me. This is my little um, garden, you know. So mm -hmm. in terms of writing songs, that that meant that I had to open that up. You know, and I by opening, I was also letting people kind of being able to judge or or criticize or, you know, just be real with me about what I've lived, you know, based on the lyrics, the lyrics that I was going to uh, to, to write. Mm -hmm. So, you know, five years ago, that bugged me. I was just like, uh, -uh it's my that's my perfect life. My life. And my exactly. Story. My life, my story, I keep it for myself. But then, you know, eventually I went to, um, my first contract was in 2014 and I went to uh, Singapore where basically the contract was, um, I was hired as a singer in the five-star hotel and I was sort of um, being, uh, I would say, shipped there. And I was I was going to be uh, playing with musicians, um, local musicians. Okay. So I was not, you know, going with my band. And I was going to be there for four months, performing with them for uh, six months. Four for four months? Yeah. Boy. Exactly. So four months, you know, um, located in the hotel, you know, being taken care of, but still going there by myself. It was the first time I was doing something that, you know, crazy in terms of like singing and again i'm gonna say it and and um i'm sure you'll understand sure. setting, setting intentions i've always said to myself i said you know what i would love to be able to travel and sing that would be one of my dream and that contract came out of the blue, brother out of the blue wow. but i think that you know the way that I was saying it and the way that I wanted it so bad, it happened. So all that being said, I'm there. So performing every night. And after that contract that lasted four months, I came back and I was just like, wow, you know, I've, I, I'm sort of singing all those singers uh, songs and I love them and, you know, I connect with them. But what about me? Do I have something to say, you know? And after that sort of a contract, I've done another one four months later, I was in Hong Kong. And when I came back, I still had this, the same feeling. So I said, OK, it's time, you know. So it was 2015. So I started like writing some songs and um, and Gabriel helped me kind of compose the music. And then um, life went on another route. So I had to deal with different things. And I said to myself, still, um, I have to kind of record those songs because they're cool, you know? Yes. So fast forward, um, you know, 2018, I said, okay, it's the time. It's now or never. 
so that's that's what happened. So I guess it's a span of five years in in in, in a sense where like sort of having the idea of you know producing an an EP and then you know being comfortable about sharing my personal experiences and then the third step it's finding the team that's gonna help me kind of come up with the project um, the way that I envision it. Have a vision, stick to it, open yourself up to the universe, surround yourself with the right team. So it's so beautiful to hear the fact that what you think about, if you want it bad enough, just trust the universe, it'll take care of you. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'll say it again, a hundred percent. But I think you also have to make the efforts though. You know, I don't believe that, okay, you know, I would have asked that and I would have stayed home and practiced at home. It would have happened. No, you know, you have to put yourself out there. You have to ask questions. You have to, you know, just be in the vibe. Like I was in the scene. I was performing in clubs. I was there. So, you know, Eventually, someone told someone saw me and, you know, uh, referring me to that agent that booked me to Asia. But I was in the soup, you know, <laughs> you're getting it done. You're doing, you, you can't you can only do by doing, you know, if you're going to write a book, you actually have to sit at a typewriter or type out, sit at a laptop and actually write some paragraphs. Yeah, it's probably going to suck, but you still have to keep writing. You know, this uh, this yes. podcast itself is just a clear manifestation of what you just said. I don't care until I have my dream list of dream guests and everything whatsoever. No, it's, it's like, you know, it's like a lot of people get bogged down by the fact that you still have to keep producing episodes. I love the fact that I keep genuinely connecting with people as awesome as you. And but it would not have happened. And I'm just throwing it out there. Would you? And again, you can be totally honest. If I had had like, you know, no episodes versus the many episodes that I have now, would you have given me a second thought? I'm just saying you're seeing that I have episodes down the pipeline and I'm seeing that you also have produced an EP. There's a, you know, there's some sweat equity there and there's a mutual respect and there's mm -hmm. a respect for the grind. It's so amazing what you're saying right now because you are in the soup. You're making it happen. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's what I always say to people, you know, they're like, oh, my God, you've been doing this. Oh, wow. You went to, to, to Bangkok, to Singapore, to Hong Kong. Oh, wow. You have an EP. Oh, you did that. Oh, you did that. And they're like sort of amazed. But I'm like, listen, it's cool. I'm really happy and I'm grateful and everything. But like, for example, you know, I'm talking with a fellow artist and whatnot. And I'm like, but that just didn't happen because I wanted it. I really actively looked for it or made sure that I, I was going to find the person who was going, going to give it to me. You know what I mean? So that, that's the extra step that people have to understand. You know, you, you have to, you have to risk. You, if you want to succeed, success can, comes with risk, you know, and success in any kind of level, you know, it could be landing, I don't know, another job or just finishing you know, university, it could be any kind of project, you know, in the scale of sort of one to 10, you know, in terms of intensity of, or, uh, of, or, um, um, sort of, um, I guess, bigger, small, whatever project it, it may be. Uh, you, sometimes you need, you need to risk, you need to put yourself in, in situations that you're not comfortable and you need to be like, okay, it's just not comfortable now, but it'll get better. It'll get better. <laughs> you, have to get <laughs> you, know, you have to. Because a lot of people, they want to have those, you know, big things, but they don't want to move. They don't want to, they don't want to leave what they know. But there's no such thing of like, you know, sort of growing and staying at, this, at the same place. There's no, there's no such thing. I don't believe in that. You have to move. I mean, yes, you have to move. And sometimes maybe come back, but then at least you moved, you've experienced. And then you could come back to reality with another set of eyes. Right. You talked about, you know, just taking a risk. And I love what you said. Success comes with risk. And, you know, with risk, risk is basically a manifestation of, you know, your own appreciation of fear and discomfort. Any particular fears you've had to overcome along your journey? Uh, 
there was like for sure financial fears you know um especially when you say okay i'm going to be a full-time singer um which i did uh which i'm doing right now but which i did before i, I sort of went back working um for five years and that fear was just like oh my gosh am i going to be able to you know sort of pay my bills singing um i did but then I felt that, okay, you know what, I want to I wanna be even more comfortable. So that's when I went back to work and then decided to leave it again. But that feeling of being five years of just working with my music, of just performing and everything, gave me that extra um, belief that, you know what, it's okay. You know, you don't want, you don't need to do what everybody else is doing. You know what I mean? Like, yes, everybody's working a nine to five, but if it's not what you want right now and that you have a talent that allows you to, you know, do what you got to do and pay what you got to pay, why not? You know what I mean? Why do you have to fit in? And, and when, you know, I said to myself, okay, after five, the five years, I said, okay, you know what, let me sort of, sort of restructure myself and, go back to work, I was I was not scared of finding work because I said, I put myself in this situation where I know that if ever there's anything, I can fall back and sing. I'll be fine. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that's that was sort of that fear that kind of was, I was able to kind of um, sort of make this appear by taking the leap of not working you know, not having a, not having a job for a long time and being able to really manage my life. You know what I mean? But I took the risk. Right. And I think another fear also that I, I think, you know, many artists or I'll, I'll put it basically on me. I think it's sometimes it's the fear of not, you know, being enough, you know, of not, uh, you know, you compare yourself with others and you're like, oh, God, you know, I could. That was nice. You have to try to do it as nice as her, as nice as him, or whatever it is, you know, that that constant comparison, you know, and the fear of like not being liked uh, or not being, you know, yeah, sometimes just not being liked, you know, because when you sing um, or, you know, when you do any kind of art form, I think it's so it's so personal, you know, it's so you. So, uh, you know, critics, um, you know, they, they, they come to hit you. Uh, I find a bit harder, you know. So, so you have anyway. I managed with in years to kind of, I would say, protect myself in and in, in the sense where to understand that you know, whatever what someone's gonna say about me is one thing, but then I have to be able to believe um, myself in the sense where if I believe that you know I'm a, I'm a good singer. If I believe that I have the the capacities to um, do better, this is this is even more important than whatever what someone's going to tell me. You know what I mean? Right. So your own personal dedication to yourself, yes, to what others think. Yeah. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. I've always been a sort of a advocate for. Uh, positive criticism or like you know criticism that's going to help me grow that's fine right but you know there's there's also always like some people that are just like negative just to be negative you know what i mean yeah. and that's the one sometimes that's going to hit you a bit more because they're they don't they don't give you any kind of you know perspectives they're just throwing it out there right so you have to give yourself a perspective based on what they said, you know what I mean, in order to 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 still be balanced and not lose whatever you've been, you know, sort of working for uh, or working on for so many years, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So I think I think you know if I'm really being very, um, I guess, yeah, generic but but truthful, those are two fears that are that were very uh, very uh, prominent, you know. Oh. That is so powerful. That is so powerful because it's something that a lot of people get confused, I think, because you admit it into yourself. Listen, I'm going to do, I'm going to go out there and just take the leap and commit fully to my dream, to my Mm -hmm. dream of being a performer and a songwriter. But along my journey, you have to also remain malleable is what I heard. And you decided, you know what? 
let me go back to work. Let me, mm-hmm. let me make another plan. Let me adjust the plan and then we'll get back to it. See, there's no yeah. because the ego often gets in the way. And I realize that because a lot of people will say, like, you went back to work. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you use the plan B. You failed. Like, what's, what's going on? Were you too afraid? No, I did what was good for me. And that is an, that's an amazing, amazing truth that you learned. That's Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, and you have that, you know, people's going to be like, oh, my gosh, you're going back to work. You failed. Or you have people saying, like, yeah, for sure you were going back to work. Yeah, it's too hard, eh? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So you have you have the two. But at the end of the day, I mean, what are they doing? You know, that's something else that my father always told me. He said, you know what, you have to take advices um, uh, to to people that have fruits in their in their trees. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you can't just take advice or take whatever, you know, comments um, from people that are just not doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying, anything is just, you know, they're not oh, taking yeah. risks. You know, they're good and they're nine to five. They're not doing anything different. You know what I mean? And they're criticizing. It's, so often you, it's often that it's always the same people, the people are, who are all who aren't who are not following or doing anything. And we mean really anything. You're not doing anything, but you have the patience and wherewithal and, you know, scrutiny to judge me while exactly. I'm for myself. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always a, it's always the same thing. And you try to remain respectful, but you got to keep your nose on the grinder and you have to stay focused on your journey. That's exactly. Not Exactly, a hundred percent. Because those, those, sometimes those people are just there to test you, also, you know, to test your will. And you know, you have to be like, okay, yeah, just think whatever you have to think. Watch me. <laughs> How does it feel? What, can, can you imagine? Because again, we're 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 just. I'm just imagining. How do we go from this dialogue? Like, yeah, watch me, because I'm going to Bangkok. How do you get a call? How does that feel? You just wake up one morning and it's like, you know, either somebody calls you or emails you and books it out. Yeah, you're going to Bangkok. We want you in Bangkok. Tell me, uh, walk me through that. I'm curious. Brother, brother, it was crazy. Listen, last year, 2018, and I had called it. I remember it was, I think it was January 2nd. I said, I felt it. I said, 2018 is going to be one of a hell of a year. Positive, but it's going to be crazy. So I'm telling you that, okay, I've decided, I said, I'm going to record my album. This is it. This this spring 2018 is coming out. That's it. So I'm prepping my things, you know, uh, as of like, I don't know, January, even before December, you know, starting to get my team roundup. Yeah, I'm starting to get my team roundup, knowing who's, who, who am I going to work with and um, eventually um, uh, produce the EP with. So I'm doing this. I'm actually also working full time. And I had mentioned like that was always again, I had mentioned it many times when I had finished my two um, contracts overseas. My first one's in Singapore and the second one in Hong Kong. I said, wow, it was amazing. I would like to do a third one. I said, if I do three contracts overseas, I'm good. You know, I, I, I will I will I will feel that, you know, I've experienced that side of singing. You know what Thank I mean? God, I did this. Thank you. Moving on. Exactly. You know, if ever it comes back, it comes back, but I'm not going to chase for it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I had said that after the second contract and eventually, you know, uh, she was coming back with with propositions, but they were not working. So, you know, kind of let it go. And I said, OK, my focus now is to actually produce my album. So then we are in whatever, I think in March, right? Th- that particular agent calls me back and she's like, hey, you know what? I have an opportunity in Bangkok. Would you be interested? And I'm like, OK, but when would be the date? And she's like, it would be in August. And I'm like, oh, OK, make, you know, I would still sort of had um, launched my album. So it's possible. Uh, but, you know, you never know if, if those things going to go through, you know, because what she does is that she sends my resume and then other agencies send other resumes. So it doesn't really mean that, you know, I am in for sure. It's a competition. It's a competition. So I said, OK, you know what? Be it. Uh, and I was in a position where I wanted to start singing full time, too. So I was just like, whatever, if that um, uh, possibly is going to allow me to, you know, uh, go back there and sing full time. Why not? Right. So I'm just like, okay, we'll see. 
So I'm continuing, I'm, you know, preparing my lunch and everything, my lunch and everything. And the special lady calls me in April. She said, you know what? You have the contract. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Like, I'm happy, but I'm like, oh my God. Like yeah, you have a contract. Um, you actually have to be in Bangkok in uh, August. You know, eighth of August, and I'm like launching Bangkok, my like Bangkok, Bangkok, like Bangkok. Bangkok. Exactly. We're we're calling you know Thailand, 25 hours from here. Yeah, she's like yeah, and you know that's the hotel. I'm like oh my god, I had seen pictures of that hotel for a long time, and I was just like oh my gosh, it seems so amazing to be performing there, and 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 that yeah, and that's how it happened. And I'm like okay, but I've been you know sort of working a lot on my lounge so I cannot just cancel the lounge I can't so I have to do the lounge and I had to leave because I was just like I couldn't either leave that opportunity go so that's how it happened that's how Bangkok happened oh wow oh wow you have to juggle both the launch and a full-time wow yeah in the same year in the same year and I was I was kind of, you know, sort of uh, making sure that, you know, the launch was going to be a success. So I have a background in PR also. So mm-hmm. I, my, my sort of, you know, communication side background is PR, marketing, finance and um, communication. So nice. I've done PR, I've done marketing, I've done all that. So I knew how I wanted my project to be sort of presented to the public for it to be appealing, right? So I said, I need to have like a really strong, you know, PR strategy and everything. And, you know, I worked with with, with the girl that I knew to help me sort of book my interviews and everything. And and since, you know, I already had people in, in the business that knew me, so I, I needed sort of someone that was going to do the, the, the coordination of all that. So and relations, yeah. Exactly. But then everybody said yes for an interview. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I have to be on TV. I have a presentation at work. I have to, you know, practice. I had to do so many things at the same time. I'm telling you, Olivier, God kept me sane. Because every time, and, you know, I wanted my career as a singer to be separated from my career as a professional in terms of what I was doing at the OSM because because it's two different things and I don't I don't want it to to mix it up sort of so at work I had to be like you know fully at work right and when I was not at work I had to be fully in music so uh, and and I had an important sort of uh, um um job at uh, the OSM you know so I was just not just chilling (laughs) so all that being said it was it was a it was a crazy crazy year and on top of that i was moving in with my boyfriend so it was just like wow okay let's that that cannot be just crazier than that but you know with the grace of you know a team and god and and um and great 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 support i was able to to get everything done and and the way that I also wanted it to be so you know professional and 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 well, so um so yeah, that's how Bangkok wow. came into play. Wow. <laughs> so from Montreal to Bangkok, what was the first day like? Just landing there, how did how did it feel? Because I'm guessing it was your first visit. Yeah, it was my first visit in Bangkok, and I always wanted to go to Thailand. I said, "Oh my God, this this country! I've heard so many great things about Thailand." So it was it was part of my wish list, you know. Uh-huh. And I ended up like arriving there and like okay, going going uh, to the to the hotel, um, and I'm like in my room and I'm like, "Pinch me, somebody!" I hadn't yet seen where I was going to perform every night, you know. And uh-huh. I think you saw the pictures. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, okay, I made it. Eventually, the night after, I I go, I venture, and I was at, um, I was living in the hotel, but where I was performing, it was on the 65th floor. 65th. Exactly. So I'm like, you know, um, let me see where I'm going to be performing, you know. And I step outside of the elevator, and it was like a, in a super big terrace. So that's where... The, the, the live band was and it was at night and then you have all the buildings and everything like you know kind of l- l- lit up and I'm like oh 
OMG, <laughs> this is not possible. I, I'm telling you, for a week, I was pinching myself. I was just like, okay, wow, okay, okay, this is where I am right now. And I'm not, li- and, I'm, and I'm not lying. And I was just being so humble and so grateful. And I don't, I, I don't know how many times I said thank you when I woke up. I said thank you when I ate. I said thank you when I when I went to bed. It was, it was it. It was it. It was very, very, uh, yeah. And and I was performing every night, but it was also a break from just handling so many things. You know what I mean? Because when you're there, you know, you have to handle yourself, right? You know, performing, but then you don't have all the rest, right? So it was also like sort of a, of a, of a, a yeah, a little breather uh, from, you know, everything that I had to handle a bit before. Wow, it's, a, it's I just can't imagine because you talk a lot about gratitude, and mm-hmm. I know we talked a little bit about this, you know, off off the air. But what does it say about you know just opening up yourself to the universe and opportunity? Because you never know where life is going to take you. Exactly, and you know, I think it's also being able to um, believe in yourself, and also. Um, Again, I will repeat it, but take risk. You know, I remember my first contract um, when I left in 20, uh, 2014, when the agent told me, she's like, okay, would you, I, I would, I would have a spot for you uh, alone. So you have to be like, you know, you won't be coming with musicians. The musicians is going to be um, there and then you'll be performing with them. I was just like, um, can I call you back? Because <laughs> wow. I'm like, Whoa, I've never done that. I mean, I sing, but singing six nights a week with, you know, people I've never met in in another country. I'm like, wow, this is this is serious. You know what I mean? And, you know, you have no support. You're there. Like, you know, that's what I thought that would happen. Right. I have no support. I I don't have friends. I don't have family. And then I call my brother and that's true story. My brother, he's like, I tell him the story and I'm like, oh my gosh, Robert, man, how am I going to do that? You know, am I really capable of doing this? Blah, 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 blah. He's like, I'll stop you right there. He's like, I have, I heard you sing for all my life. Okay. And you always wanted to be a singer. So he's like, you know, this is actually a major test and a major opportunity. If you don't take it, you will be, you will regret it for the rest of your life. And I was just like, I just I had to shut up because he was so true. He shut it down. I just shut it down. I just said, wow, okay, okay, I, this is exactly what I needed to hear. And the next day, I called the girl. I said, show time. Let's let's try. Let's see. Make it happen. Make it happen. Uh, but but. As I'm telling you, it's about also, you know, being a being um, ready to not be comfortable, you know, because that's the hardest sometimes. It's it's being ready not to be comfortable. Being you know saying to yourself that hey, you know what, I, I might I might it might not work, but if I don't try it, I will never know, and that regret is gonna be with me for the rest of my life because I do not know when that similar opportunity will come. I do not know. I just know that it's in front of me right now. So what do I do? Fear of flight. You're right there. You're getting ready to jump, but you're frozen stiff because you're telling yourself, what if I fall? What if I smack my face? What if I just, you, what if, what if? What if, but the what if are not actually good because at the end of the day, you just never know. You just never know. You're just going to keep on saying, what if, what if, and you'll be 70 and saying, what if, if I, what if, what if, what if. But what if is not good for your mental state? You die with what if, man. <laughs> you die sad with what ifs. <laughs> and what if is something you did not say and you made it happen. And Bangkok is, would you believe it? It's a memory that you can actually check off. A yeah. Very long and beautiful bucket list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So mm-hmm. proud of you, man. So proud of you. Thank you. Thank you yeah, very much. Asking, just launching into the universe. What What's next for Bella in the next, you know, next year, next five years? What's What's happening? Where's the vision board leading us? Wow. 
The vision board, man. The vision board is actually. I would. I would love. I would love to have another. Another album, a, a more lengthy one. Um, I would love to to work with. Uh, you know, um, an age, uh, a, a serious agent. When I say serious agent, it's because like when I do international stuff, she really works with me only for international. So here, I'm actually still managing a lot of you know my career. So if I could have someone, you know, also that kind of helps me uh, uh propel you know my my vision and my 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 um uh, my aspirations uh that would be wonderful and um and I would love to sing with an orchestra i think that that's another goal that i would love to actually achieve one day like with a full on orchestra <laughs> Visualizing, we said it. It's recording to the universe, and I'm just waiting until I'm just seeing, like you know, just uh, just uh, just announcement on whatever newspaper. Bella, Bella Forte performing with whatever orchestra. Well, I don't care. Make it happen. You know, dear, we're going to see Bella perform with orchestra. Happy. It's happening. So, and know, it's, I like to entertain, you know, people's wonderful, whimsical dreams because I believe that at least when you have one person believing in you, it creates ripples. So I want that to happen for you. I really do. Thank you. And thank you very much for, you know, um, I think, you know, you mentioned earlier, oh, if ever I had seen gone to your page and I hadn't seen any any podcast before, would I have said yes? Yes, I would have said yes. Why? Because I believe in helping people. You know, I believe that, um, you know, I come, I, I, I'm sort of this far, not because I'm Bella Forte. I'm this far because people help me, you know, uh, and I think that we, um, whatever what we do, we must help other people. It's, it's part of what we should be doing in life to be better and also, um, sort of embellish other people's lives. So I would have said yes. Yeah. So humbled and ashamed <laughs> at the same time. Oh. <laughs> Bella, thank you so much. I know we're coming over top of the hour. I like to keep my, my, my promises still and true. So I wouldn't give you longer. But, uh, you know, just as a parting word, first of all, first of all, I just want to say thank you, as I always do, just to acknowledge all your beautiful spirit, um, your terrific energy, your amazing message, and obviously your wonderful, wonderful talent, which is an amazing, amazing achievement. Congratulations on the launch of the new EP. Congratulations on, you know, on Bangkok. And again, whatever the universe holds dear for you and that you deserve, I wish you nothing but the best of success. I really Thank do. you. Thank you very much. That, that is, is really hitting true. my heart. I Thank really you. mean it. As a parting <laughs> tradition on the podcast, I always like to throw it out to the guest, you know, just not putting you on the spot, just opening up the guest. You know, the floor is yours. A kind word, a kind thought, a quote, a call to action. Anything that, you know, the listeners can wake up to tomorrow as a, you know, just taking that next step towards their next journey or their next level. What can we leave the listeners with? Yeah, I mean, it's Martin Luther King. You know, I have a dream and you have to believe in that. You have to believe in your dream, whatever crazy the dream may be. Um, you have to at least give it a try because the what ifs and the regrets um, cannot be part of a dream. Or else you 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 will not feel fulfilled, and I think that's one of the most important point of in our life. We're born by ourselves, we will die by ourselves, but we have to feel that throughout the journey we lived, we tried to do the best to live it the way we wanted to. Wow! And with that, I am flabbergasted and <laughs> with so much energy and wisdom. <laughs> Belaforte, thank you so much. Bella Forte, Thank singer, you. songwriter, awesome performer, terrific vocalist, and a person of such warmth and genuine energy. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can the listeners find you on the interwebs? Yes, I mean, I'm on Instagram, um, Bella underscore Forte, F-O-R-T-E. Um, uh, you can also check out my website, Bella Forte Muse. M-U-S-E dot com. And I'm on uh, Facebook, so Bella Forte and um, YouTube, just type my name. And uh, please feel free to reach out, write me a message. I always enter. 
and the uh, we can actually hear the EP on Spotify and uh, yes, the EP is available actually um, on all the digital uh, platforms. So um, Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp. If you want to support and actually buy it, um, iTunes the same thing. Amazon, so all the you know your favorite um, digital uh, music uh, platform. It's all there available, and uh, it's called Hear Me Out from Bella Forte. Hear me out. <laughs> and also, one last thing. There's a video about the single, um, which is Hear Me Out. Go on YouTube, tap Bella Forte, Hear Me Out. The video is really cool. And it's a was, beautiful um, video. Beautiful. So much. It's really, really, really cool. I really, and there's a behind-the-scenes video about it, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, exactly. Also. Yeah, YouTube, wonderful word, YouTube. Thank you for so much, like, you know, diving us into your little universe. It was a great, it's a great clip. Guys, definitely check it out. The EP is Hear Me Out, available on YouTube. And also, like I said, the behind-the-scenes video also available as well. Just search for Bella Forte on YouTube. You can't miss it. Bella, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Such a wonderful presence and such an amazing conversation. Guys, this has been the Awaken the Awesome Podcast with my guest, Bella Forte. Guys, please do support and, you know, just show some love to Bella anywhere on the interwebs. The links will be available on the episode once it goes live in the show notes. Guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Please share the episode. Please share the wisdom. Share the love to you as well, to you and yours. Have a terrific evening. Stay safe. Stay blessed. And as always, stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome Podcast. We do love to get your feedback, so please drop us a line. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review. We always do appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.